The Christian Atheist is also available on YouTube, and you'll find other great content, including the literature I frequently refer to, on our Simple Gifts podcast. If you find our content helpful, consider supporting us through PayPal at Romans chapter 5 at Comcast.net. Welcome to the Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode 11, Memorial Day Musings. My father, Leroy Ziegler Wise, was born in 1920. He fought in World War II as a member of the Army Air Corps and was stationed at Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. The Army Air Corps was the precursor to the Army Air Force, signaling its greater autonomy from the Army command structure in 1941. It was not until 1947 that the Air Force became an independent branch of the U.S. military. During the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, my father told us that he remembered shooting at the Japanese Zeros with his rifle as they dropped their bombs around him and his friends at Hickam Field. He ultimately was knocked unconscious, suffering hearing loss for the rest of his life, a memorial to that day's effects. He never understood why his life was spared when those of his fellow service members were lost. This is called survivor's guilt, and my dad had it in spades, another memorial. He passed away in 1995. He almost never talked of his experiences at Pearl Harbor, but my brothers and sister could tell you that the effects of Pearl Harbor remain alive even today. All of us have stories to tell about dad's traumatic memories. Each of us remembers him screaming in agonized dreams. We remember mom's voice yelling, Leroy, and her attempts to wake and then soothe him. Although I became accustomed to those midnight moments, they never ceased to trouble me. Pearl Harbor haunted our childhoods, memorializing those events. Every year, there would be some reminder on TV that my father felt obligated to watch in enthralled reminiscence. Torah, Torah, Torah was released in 1970 and shown on TV almost every year afterward, if my childhood memory is correct. Dad would settle into his green recliner and watch it, spellbound, unresponsive to question or conversation. I remember climbing up on his lap as a toddler, him wrapping his arms around me, and being trapped in his embrace, unable to escape, too scared to disturb his silent reverie with struggle. When PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, became a thing in the 1980s, I knew immediately to what it referred and had no doubts as to its reality. Another memorial of that day. They say that war is hell, and my childhood conception of my father's mental state convinced me of the truth of that statement. There is a memorial to commemorate the events of December 7, 1941, in Hawaii today. We human beings are a forgetful lot. We are now 80 years from that date which will live in infamy. And while I and my siblings live, we stand as living monuments to it. But our children and grandchildren are so far removed that in terms of living effects, Pearl Harbor is virtually forgotten unless we erect more permanent remembrances of it. It was philosopher George Santayana who remarked that those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. 
our ability to forget is both blessing and curse. If we had to relive our past traumas as present agonies, most of us could not live at all. So, as in most things, it is the proper balance between memory and forgetfulness, like Aristotle's middle path, that maximizes the quality of our lives. God intends that we remember those milestones that, forgetting, would cause us to repeat our past failures. But we are also to recall that through the suffering, God was good and faithful. Throughout the Bible, he instructs his people to set up memorials to recall his faithfulness to us, his love for us, his provision for us. The cross serves this dual purpose, reminding us of the suffering, the agony of our failures, and their price, but also of God's provision, the ram in the thicket substituted for us. This dual aspect of memorials is the axis on which the polarity of human existence spins. History centers on Jesus Christ because he is the God-man, the individual unity of real and ideal, memorializing all our failures in his individual humanity and by that memorial, ensuring the future, the eternal. As in all things in God's universe, the sacrifice is mirrored at all levels of existence. The cycle of death and rebirth, the spring that follows the winter, the sacrifice of parents for children, and the lives of our men and women in uniform, all point to the apex memorial in Christ's death and resurrection. My father continued to live, bearing within himself the death of his friends, while providing for and giving his life to his family. Today, I remember, we remember, Leroy Wise, our father, along with the 121 men killed at Hickam Field, the nearly 300,000 killed in World War II the 750,000 killed in the Civil War, those who died establishing our country in the Revolutionary War, and all who served and serve since. Today, in a country deeply divided, as no house can remain, let us unite in shared appreciation for those who gave their lives that this nation might live. And, as Abraham Lincoln pleaded before the Civil War, allow the mystic cords of memory, stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this broad land, to yet swell the chorus of the Union, when again touched, as surely they will be, by the better angels of our nature. I am a Christian, with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. 
Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.